right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mothership Connection. I hope you enjoyed my last episode on the Blue Stones. Um, I enjoyed doing it. It's got quite a few listens so far, so thank you for that. Um, today, I'm going to talk about a TV show that I really enjoy. Um, it's a uh, gut buster from years past. Not that far. Not that long ago. I don't. I think it went off the air in 2013, 2014-ish, around that time. Um, I know Jerome McGillan was a penguin at the time when it went off the air, so this has to be around that time frame. Uh, but I'm going to talk about The League, a hilarious show that I hope you're all familiar with. If not, I suggest that you binge watch it, um, even though I always speak against binge watching and streaming and such things, but you should watch The League. Um, the weather's going to start getting shitty, so you should have time to, uh, you know, watch some dumb shit. But yeah, so we're going to talk about The League, so let's get into it. Welcome back to the Mothership Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Teenage Heartthrob, Silver, Silver, you know who. Um, yeah, I was a teenage heartthrob. That's the sound of a teenage heart beating as I was making it throb. But yeah, no, this is uh, the Mothership Connection Podcast. This is the final episode of season 18. Uh, I thank all the support and listeners, and it's been quite a while. Um, podcast has been going. I mean, 18 seasons. We, we made it. You know, I originally wanted this to be like a 40-season arc. Um, <laughs> but now that's like uh, for It's Always Sunny, they're interviewing Rob um, after they got extended for a couple more seasons. So that brings them, I think, when they're done with this current contract, it'll be season 16 or 17, I think. Um, and he was like, yeah, we originally uh, we originally pitched FX oh, It's Always Sunny as a 36-season arc. <laughs> um which would be the same amount of time The Simpsons has been on the air. Um, close to it. 19, how, how long has The Simpsons been on? Started in 1989, still going. It's a long fucking time. Uh, but yeah, but welcome to the podcast for new listeners, for all the veteran listeners and collaborators and members of the Mothership team. Uh, thank you for being on the episodes you've been on. And I'm more than happy to have people on more episodes. I hope to get the team back together for... Uh, it's always sunny episode, and we want to do the Aerosmith episode and do some other episodes like that. But uh, there's plenty of content to be made. Um, I got some other stuff in the works. I'm going to be launching the uh, the Erotic Poet YouTube channel here pretty soon, so I hope you'll support that as well. If you enjoy the erotic poems on the podcast, the YouTube channel will be nothing but erotic poems. Um, so I hope you hope you'll. Uh, support that once it's launched. The, the channel is set up. I just have yet to post anything because uh, I'm still working out the kinks with how I want it to uh, how I want to present it and how I want it to be and um, so I'm doing that. Got some other stuff rolling. Uh, there, will, there will also be an Erotic Poet Twitter page. Um, same thing. The Twitter page is set up. I just haven't posted any poems yet. I kind of want it to mirror what gets posted on, U- on the YouTube channel with what gets posted on the Twitter page as I continue to expand the uh, Mothership Connection brand, even though the um, Erotic Poet is just a spinoff of the Mothership Connection podcast. 
Um, so I got some other stuff rolling like that, but that's that's what's coming down the pipe. So I hope you'll um, I hope you'll support those as well. Uh, the poems will be short. Like the YouTube videos will probably be a minute or less. Um, that way I can pump out more content and grow quicker. Um, and nobody wants to listen to a 10-minute erotic poem. You know what I mean? You don't want to get off that many times during a poem, right? Three or four times per poem. So yeah, they'll probably be a minute or less, probably 45 seconds. Um, plus, I'm just one person, so I, you know, I got to pump out. I don't want to repeat poems or repeat content. Um, so yeah, but that's all coming down. So thank you as we thrust ourselves, as we zombie thrust. Remember the zombie thrust I made up however many years ago? The dance, the zombie thrust. I've made up a lot of dances in my life. I've I've had the zombie thrust. I had uh, space trucking. I had the blender. I've, I've made up a lot of dances in my in my time on this on this stupid place. But, uh, so yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, as we, as thrust, sorry, the zombie thrust got me, uh, got me a little shook there. But, um, no, I'm just remembering the zombie thrust and how fun it is to do. But, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the league, but, uh, as we finish off season 18 and head into season 19, um, I appreciate the support. I'm welcome to any kind of suggestions for, uh, episode topics even though I have years' worth of content planned in my head. Um, but if you have any suggestions or anything, hit me up at uh, the Twitter page on mother, at MothershipCon5. Um, and for Instagram, I don't check... I haven't checked the Mothership Connection Instagram. I think I logged in maybe two weeks ago. But prior to that, I hadn't logged in for like 18 weeks. So don't try to get me on the, on the Instagram page because I really don't check it. I mean, I don't, I don't really check my personal Instagram page anyway. So, I, I don't know. But the best place to reach the Mothership Connection is on Twitter, at MothershipCon5. And I believe that you can ask questions directly through the Anchor app, which is where I use to do the podcast. Um, so, I, I think you can do that. But the best place to reach us, um, the Mothership Connection team, is at MothershipCon5 on Twitter. So, thank you for that. And we're going to talk about the league today. Um, I'm excited about that. It's one of my favorite shows um, I think this show, it suffered, it, it's one of the funniest shows, in my opinion, like, funniest live-action shows ever. It really is. The cast was phenomenal, the, the the comedy was phenomenal, like, everything about that show, from day one. Like, the thing about the league that separates it from a lot of different shows is, like, even The Office, or shows like Parks and Rec, or King of Queens, or Seinfeld, or things like that, like, all these classic shows, um... Bananas and pajamas you can put in there too, uh, things like that. These shows took time to like really get their feet. You know what I mean? Even it's always sunny to an extent. I mean, I know season one of it's always sunny is there's funny stuff, but like it's always sunny really hit its stride like halfway through season two, through like season I would say nine. Um, like three, four, five, six, and seven are classic in its prime. It's always sunny. Like every episode's good. And past that, there's like they're 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 way past the time of like an entire season being good, and I think that they know that. Um, it's it's hard to stay committed in, to a project for what they've been on the air since 2005, especially when they're like the writers, producers, and directors, and do most of the legwork. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, the It's Always Sunny podcast is is, is really cool. It's really great. But I'm just using these shows as an example. Is like the league was really really funny from day one. And the show, like, knew what it was, knew what they were doing from day one. And that's one of the things that, like, separates it from a lot of these other shows. 
Because we all love Parks and Rec. We all love The Office. We all love Boy Meets World, King and Queen, Seinfeld, um, How I Met Your Mother, It's Always Sunny, etc., 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 etc. We all love these shows. Even animated shows are like that. Like The Simpsons, which is my favorite show of all time. The, first, the season one of The Simpsons is, like, brutal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's not there yet. You know, it didn't figure out what it was yet. Same thing with, like, American Dad. American Dad is hysterical. But the first season is really, really slow. But if you get past the first season of American Dad, everything since season one is... And even... There's stuff toward the end of season one where it was, like, we finally figured out what it was. But American Dad, which I'll do an episode on American Dad. But it is honestly, like, prime American Dad... It's just as good as, like, Prime Simpsons. And I say that very seriously. American Dad is just... It's fucking hysterical. Uh, but same thing. Like, it took a while. Almost a whole season. For, uh... And The Simpsons season one is, like, ten episodes. American Dad season one is, like, 23 episodes. So I would say, like, episode ten or twelve, they finally, like, knew what they were. Um, same thing with, like, South Park was funny pretty early on. But, like, same thing. And they kind of mirror, like, itself... Because The Simpsons, like, originally it was about Bart. And it was like, okay, this is not going to last. And when they finally made the decision early on to center the show around Homer instead, that's when it fucking took off and became what it was. Same thing with South Park. They had funny characters that were in the background. But once they finally decided to, like, develop Randy... Like, Randy Marsh is one of the funniest, funniest fucking characters there is. Same thing. Like, once they decided to center the show, still have it be about... Stan, Kyle, Kenny, and Cartman, and Eric, but when they also decided to make Randy hilarious, or make these side characters hilarious, that's when South Park really fucking solidified itself to be on. I mean, South Park probably has free reign to be on as long as it wants. You know? Same thing with The Simpsons, same thing with others. Like, American Dad's on season number 20. You know? Um, just things like that. But shows take a while, but The League itself, and I, I attribute that to, like, the cast... And, like, the way the show is... Because a lot of the show is improv. A lot of the lines in the show are improv by the actors and everything like that. And what, which makes... Even if you watch, like, the bloopers on YouTube... Like, just YouTube the league bloopers and watch all the, all the season's bloopers. It's hilarious because it is, like, it's... Most of it's improv. So when they're within the scene, like, they really don't know, what, like, what that character's going to say. Because that character's, you know, riffing and improv and everything. Um, but the league, the league is seven seasons. Um... I like everybody on the show, with the exception of the main character, Kevin. Because uh, the guy that plays him is a fucking douche. Doesn't ruin the show, and he has his funny stuff. But he's it's, he's Steve Ranazizi, and if you know who he is, he he was surrounded in all that controversy for lying about being in the towers on 9-11 and escaping and all this, all this stupid shit that this dude did. And Howard Stern, like, fucking raked him over the coals on his show about this, whatever, because... Whenever that came to light, the league got a lot of bad press, and like that eventually cut the show short because FX was like, "Fuck this, we don't want to deal with this." Um, but you can watch watch like Howard Stern, Steve Ranazizi interview, and Howard Stern just like was just like, "Why did you lie about that? Nobody fucking cares. Why did you lie about it?" And he's just like, uh, uh, like babbling on. And his character's funny, and he has funny stuff, but like he's just like, out of all the characters, he's just not funny. You know what I mean? And they should really, because there's the thing that, like, if, like, stolen valor, for example, in life is like if you lie about military service or lie about this, that other kind of shit, like, it's a big deal when you get in trouble. You know what I mean? Because it's fucking bullshit. 
and disrespectful to the people that actually lived through that experience and everything. So when there's like politicians and stuff or people that lie about like military service or serving or any of that stuff, it's called stolen valor and it's very looked down upon. But the same kind of thing in life should be like if you lie about being through like some tragic event or anything like that, it's like, yeah, people should fucking understand that you're a, a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, why would you lie about being like, that'd be like saying like, oh, I was at this place when this happened or I was at this place. And it's like, why are you lying about being some somewhere where something bad happened? Like, it's just, are you that much of a fucker? You know? But anyway, but he's my, Kevin is my least favorite character, although he is critical to the story and he definitely has his own funny moments. Um, the best two characters on the league by far are Rafi. So go on YouTube and, and watch the best of Rafi because it's hysterical. That's Jason Monsukas' character. And the other, this my second favorite character is Taco, who is Kevin's brother, who is played by John Lejoie, who is fucking hilarious. John Lejoie, John Lejoie, whatever. Uh, you can also YouTube the best of Taco, the league, or YouTube John Lejoie's... John Lejoie. I'll call him John Lejoie just because it's easier. <laughs> it's raining on a Saturday. Like I'm sorry. But um, cause I'm going to say John Lejoie, but I think it's John Lejoie. French Canadian, whatever. But he has his own funny videos and stuff that he used to make before he was on the league. And what's actually funny is that he has like a serious rock group called Woofie is All Right. I think it's Woofie is All Right. It's something, it's Woofie is, I think it's Woofie is All Right is the name of the group. But he has like a legitimate like rock group called that. Um, but he's his character is so funny. Rafi's character is out of this world fucking hilarious. Um, and then Nick Crawl's character of Ruxin is funny. Um... Ah, uh, what's the guy's? What's the guy's the fucking name? That plays Pete. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name who plays Pete, right now. He was in that movie with Aubrey Plaza called Safety Not Guaranteed, which, by the way, is a really good movie, um, loosely based off a true story. Um, so if you have extra time this winter, or if you're just feeling meh, uh, watch uh, watch Safety Not Guaranteed with Aubrey Plaza. I cannot think of this dude's fucking name. I don't know why. It's one of those things where, like, if I wasn't trying to think of it, I would know it. What is his fucking name? Oh, Mark Duplass. It's Mark Duplass. That's his name. Um, but, yeah, that, that movie's really good. Safety Not Guaranteed's good. Um, yeah, check it out if you have time. But Mark Duplass plays Pete, who's probably my third favorite character. Um, then Ruxin, and then Paul Shear plays um, Andre, who's... All, all the characters are funny. Even though I don't like the guy, Steve Ranzizi is not that funny. Take away his stupid lying about tragedy, and like I really don't fucking care about that, honestly. But like, if you take that away, he's just not that very. He's not very funny, you know what I mean? Um, and there's a lot of funny like guest stars and everything. And then Seth Rogen plays Rafi's best friend, Dirty Randy, uh, where where Rafi introduces him. And he goes, "Guys, I have this great friend, Dirty Randy. The only problem is he's an asshole." <laughs> And there's an episode, there's two episodes that just center completely around Dirty Randy and Rafi. Uh, one's like how they met, and the other one is just like this stupid, um, this stupid story about them traveling out to L.A. The, to save their friends, save their friend Spaz. Who got, it, it's just, the Dirty Randy and Rafi episodes, there's two of them, and they're really, really funny. Um, so yeah, but that's, that's like the main cast. Uh, I forget the lady, the name, the, the name of the lady that plays Jenny. Who's Kevin's wife? I forget her name, but she's, I don't know, she's, eh. She's not really, I don't know, she's just kind of there. Um, and they're all obsessed with this girl they went to high school with, who's like this Indian girl. 
And so they make her the name of the uh, trophy. So they're always talking about Shivi Kamini Soma Kana Krum, or whatever her actual name is. Um, but that's the trophy. But I think that what happened with the league, as far as people not tuning in as much as they should have, and it was popular. It just should. It just wasn't as popular as it should have been. Um, and I think that too many people thought, and it is. It's it's centered around a group of people that are in a fantasy football league. So I think a lot of people got the wrong idea that it was just like a show about football, but it's really not. I mean, the the fantasy football aspect of it's pretty much just like why they're friends and like a lot of the shit talking they do on each other happens throughout like as a result of being in the fantasy football league. But it's not really about football at all, you know. Um, outside of like the fantasy football stuff, but there's like you know football stars that were on the show. Like Chad Johnson was on there. TJ or was it JJ? Yeah, J.J. Watt was on there, Terrell Suggs, uh, Josh Cribbs, a lot of a lot of people like from that time for Antonio Gates, like a lot of football stars from that time frame. Um, but it, it's just funny and like Kevin and Ruxin, Nick Crawl's character, they're lawyers. Pete just like works in the office. Rafi is just like a vagrant, <laughs> and he's he's Ruxin's like cousin. And the lady that Ruxin is married to in the show, I don't remember her name in real life. But her character's name is Sophia, and she is, like, out of this world fucking hot. First-class face-sitter, for sure. Um, but that she Rafi's, like, her cousin, or brother, um, which a lot of funny stuff stems from that, too. Um, but Rafi doesn't do anything. Taco just does whatever he wants. Uh, he has Taco Corp. It just has, like, a bunch of, like, random shit that he does, like Taco's food truck, or Taco's uh, pet grooming, or the EBDB B&B, um, Eskimo Brothers... Um, Eskimo Brothers is when you you and some you and somebody slept with the same girl, so that's why they, that for whatever reason it's called Eskimo Brothers. But that's what the EB EBDB B and B is the Eskimo Eskimo Brothers Data Bank Bed and Breakfast. <laughs> and he also has like Facebook, but it's like in real life. And he has like all these like he's like oh I want you to play the real life avatar of like this. And then Ruxin's like oh yeah you so you want me to be alive? <laughs> it, it you'd have to like actually watch the show to get like why that stuff's funny. But that's what Taco does. Um, and Andre is a plastic surgeon, so he's just, like, rich and has all this, like, weird, like, uh, douchey rich, like, rich person stuff. Um, but it, the show, the show's really fucking funny, and, like, the dynamic between it is hilarious. Um, and there's so, there's so many, like, hilarious moments, and, like, some of the guest stars, like, Ken Marino from The State and Eastbound and Down and a bunch of other stuff, he, he plays, like, one of their rival people from high school. Same thing with, uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Ike Barinholtz, he also plays like a douchebag from their high school. Um, but the show takes place in Chicago, where my mom was a cop, where my dad was a cop, my uncle, he was a cop, my aunt was a cop, they were cops. Um, that's Bill Hader does that impression um, on a really funny interview he did on Conan where he's talking about the show. Um, one of the shows on ID Channel snapped or something that he likes. And he's like, oh, the show always takes place in Chicago. And then he proceeds to do, like, that um, impression of, like, a Chicago police family where he's just like, I'm a cat. My brother's a cat. Everybody's a cat. But it's funny. That interview also is whenever he's doing his uh, impression of Lorne Michaels being friends with uh, serial killers, um, which his impression of that is hysterical. Um, so I would say go go YouTube Bill Hader, Conan O'Brien, Lorne Michaels, or whatever, and that whole interview should pop up. But it, it's it's really funny. All the Conan stuff is great, and Conan's uh, he just signed that huge deal with SiriusXM to have his own channel and show shows on SiriusXM. 
So that starts on the 15th. I'm pretty excited about that. It'll be on, if you have Sirius X time, it'll be on channel 106. Uh, Team Coco is the channel. And his his podcast, and the show on Sirius is quickly becoming like a talk show again, which is great. Um, and from all the promos, it sounds like he'll be doing references back to his late night skits and everything like that. Which I, I'm excited whenever I finally do the Conan episode. Because um, I want to get stuff like on my iPod so I can play it like, so I can say like, hey, this Conan clip is funny. Here's the clip of it. So that's why it's taking a while for me to do the Conan O'Brien episode. Um, just because I, I, I want to do it justice and do it, actually do like a little bit of pre-planning on that particular episode. Not what I talk about, but have some audio, audio visual, audio help for, um, for the episode just to help it move along a little bit better. Um, so yeah, so that's coming up. So if you have SiriusXM on the 15th, Conan's uh, channel will be, um, Conan's channel will be debuting that day and I will remove, I'll remove Yacht Rock from my car's preset channels to make room for Conan O'Brien's, uh, SiriusXM channel, Team Coco. Uh, but he just had, uh, Bill Burr on, which in the interview was really good. So if, if you don't re- if you don't know, like every time Bill Burr's on Conan, it's hysterical. Um, I think I've said the word hysterical like a lot this podcast, so sorry about that. I'm sorry, guys. Don't touch me for it. But, um, yeah, whenever we catch you, we're going to stuff your shirt full of leaves, bitch. But, um, can you imagine how crummy it would be to get your shirt stuffed with leaves and crud? Keep stuffing your shirt full of crud, kid. But, yeah, so go check out Bill Burr's recent interview on Conan. It's really good. Um... And I should have time to do more episodes now that open enrollment's over. That's a pretty big deal in the HR world. So now that that's over, you know, things can get back to normal and I should have time to do more episodes and actually do what I want to do episode-wise. As far as, like, getting stuff on the pod for playing and everything like that and doing more music episodes and movies and TV and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, but that's that. And League... I don't know. There's just so many funny like situations and scenarios that pop up and things that they talk about, and they all always have fucking sexy. Like Pete is always bringing home like some sexy fucking girl. It's insane. Um, it's all funny stuff, and they talk about like um, I don't. I, I don't. I, I should have. I should have had clips from the show to actually play. That would probably have been better of me to, to do that. But the league is really funny. Um, it's just they get into all kind of fucking crazy situations where, like, you know, a monkey escapes and it ends up at their Halloween party. Or Andre's trying to get, like, this thing going and he has Taco do this Naginta, which is like an old samurai weapon dance. And, like, he throws a Naginta and, like, eclipses Kevin in, in the balls. And, like, some girl he went to high school with, her name is White Knuckler because she always gave, like, really tight hand jobs. And so they're, he's like, they're like, White Knuckler, get over here and put pressure on his on his dick while we... So he doesn't bleed out, and it's like White Knuckler, or like they have um, MTB, or, it's, or MLB, where they're describing Andre's girlfriend, and MLB means mouth like butthole. <laughs> or they talk about like the wet spot in the bed after sex, or they talk about, um, well, they talk about Bowser's, kind of like when Jason Siegel brought that up in that movie, I Love You Man, where Bowser's is the one people's pets look like them, and stuff like that. And there's just so many like hilarious. Hilarious running gags, hilarious stuff like that. One of the guests, Jay Cutler is a guest star, and he's such a douchebag. Jay Cutler was such a fucking dick. Uh, he really was. Um, but there's just like a million hilarious things. And Rafi is, 
like I said, if you just YouTube Rafi, best of Rafi, it is so fucking funny. It really is. Um, but he just says, like, in all the lines, like I said, were like improv. So whenever he's at the party with Pete and Andre, and he's like, oh, let's all get the same girl pregnant tonight. It's like... <laughs> and then when, when Jason Monsukas was on Conan, Conan, like, asked him about that line. And he's like, I don't know. Or, like, when they're fighting and Rafi's like, rip his dick off! Rip his dick off! <laughs> just like, he's just, I don't know. And it's just so stupid. And, uh, go to taking a shit at Ruxin's house with the door open. And they're like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I don't shut doors. That's rude. <laughs> Or, uh, telling him he's been taking shits in his backyard. And Ruxin's like, I thought that was my neighbor's dog. He's like, come on. Dogs don't eat that much gum. <laughs> or Rafi has his, what, second harvest, which is so gross. Where it's like eating animal, eating the food out of animals' shit. Um, and same thing with Taco's. Taco has a million funny songs that he does on there. And he, uh, Taco invented the brown note. Where it's a musical note that you play that makes people go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> And he wants to sell the brown note to the government so they can use it against terrorists. They can play, so they can play the brown note that makes them shit. Um, and it's it's just stuff like that which is like hilarious. Um, and the one dude that they have around, I forget the guy that plays him. He's been in a million shows too, but he's like a sex addict. And I, I always I always use his line like I'll use his line on here, whenever it's like yeah, oh, everyone be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And then it's like oh, I thought I heard Velcro. <laughs> That's one of his lines from the show, or like when he he gives pet Kevin a, car, a pair of pants, um, because Kevin is ejaculating too quickly with Jenny, and he's like, maybe it's not what's in your pants, maybe it is your pants, and gives him this pair of like sex pants that makes him like that makes him like a, like jizz at the farmer's market because somebody rubbed up against. <laughs> And uh, I forget the guy, one of the guys that's on The Office. Like, who's the character on The Office that was screaming at Andy to quit talking about the sun? When he's like, shut up about the sun! Quit talking about the sun! But he plays some character on there named Lane. Who does, he does like... <laughs> he does like, um... Something kind of yoga instructors for uh, like a Filipino church. DJs for like a Filipino church. It's like... Something so fucking stupid, but there, there's too many lines. Like you just have to watch the show, and I know that's not like good or whatever, but you just have to watch the fucking show because there's in every episode it's like quick little. Obviously, there's like funny big events that happen, but there's quick little lines like back and forth that like make it make it funny. You know what I mean? Or like there's another episode when Ruxin's in the hospital because he had a stroke after he found out that they were colluding against him during the. Uh, fantasy football draft and he's in the hospital and Rafi tries to like suffocate him with the pillow or whatever and then like and then like a nurse comes in and she's like this old like 70 year old nurse and he like whispers over to the other character like oh that's that hot nurse I was telling you about and stuff like that like Rafi's talking about like crapping the booze out or whatever and it's just like his character is so funny or like his apartment like the he's like a, the toilet and the sink is in the kitchen and the bathroom are all the same thing. And it's just like he calls it his toilet sink or whatever. And they go into his apartment and there's just a ton of wicker chairs stacked to the ceiling. And they're like, what is this, Rafi? And he's like, oh, those are load-bearing chairs. And shit's funny. Or like they tell him, like, Dirty Randy tells him to park the car, but he says take care of it. And so he, like, lights the car on fire. It's like, he's like, I thought you told me to take care of it. But it's, um, 
the dirty rain. He's like, well, what did you do when I asked you to take care of my cat? He's like, I lit the cat on fire. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, the league is the league is really, really, really funny. It really is. Um, I'm not doing it justice by just like laughing about certain moments. Um, but like Taco plays Krampus, and they go to the mall, and Bob Odenkirk's like the mall manager, and Krampus is just like running amok at the mall <laughs> or whatever like that, and like. Um, I don't know. There's there's too many funny things to like mention, um, and then like their other friend, he's played by uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's the member of the lead that like the, one of the members that like lives out of state, so it's always just like uh, video messages or stuff from him. But then they actually go visit him, and they find out he has AIDS or whatever, and he's winning the league. And so Kevin drinks his like AIDS cocktail to quote unquote gay gain an AIDS advantage or whatever. And it's just, it's just stupid fucking shit like that. That's funny. And then like, he eventually dies and then they're reading his will because he wills them. Like one of the things he, cause he, his character is like super, super rich. So in his will, he's like, whoever wins the league this year gets my beach house or whatever. And then the lawyer like lists out like every terrible thing that all the characters have ever done. And that's when he's like, Oh, so Kevin, you drink his uh, prescription medicine to give yourself a quote-unquote AIDS advantage or whatever. And it's just, it's just stupid shit like that. And when they're, like, running down the... It's kind of like in, like, the last episode of Seinfeld when it's essentially just, like, a laundry list of all the bad things they've ever done to people. Same thing in here. When they're reading the will and, like, all the bad things that they've done to each other, like, it's fucking hysterical. And then Rafi ends up burning the beach house down because it's a funny prank to burn a beach house down with everybody in it. And then he brings, like, this garbage bag full of, like, chicken lizards or chicken livers. And I'm like, Rafi, what is that bag? He's like, oh, it's a bag of chicken livers. It simulates, like, the feeling of a human vagina. And he's like, I'm going to be banging that bag all, all weekend. And it's just like, <laughs> he just says, like, the most crude, funny things. And it's even more funny because it's improv, you know? So it's, it's I don't know. The show's, show's really, really funny. Um, also, like, there's a clip of Rafi when he's teaching a self-defense class with nunchucks. And he tells the women, he's like, no, these aren't nunchucks. These are double, double-ended dildos or <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> and it's just everything that he does is just so fucking ridiculous. Or when he's telling uh, Andre's character, let's, let's kiss and bump stuff. Girls love it when you kiss and bump stuff. <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid, but so funny at the same time. Um, and like I said, like, I know I'm not doing it justice and it's just, I don't know. It's really, really funny. But, um. I guess you would just have to watch it, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on, like, other stuff about the show I want to talk about besides, like, all the hilarious improv and the pretty ladies and just funny scenarios and everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of meat in these muscles. You know what I mean? Um, so, I don't know. But it, it predates a lot of the social media bullshit and everything else like that. Like all these fucking OnlyFans girls that are ruining ruining life, they should they should do something where it's like OnlyFans, and it's just people like post pictures of their good family life. So it's kind of like the opposite of like people just being whores and stuff. And there's there's people on on OnlyFans where like they people pay them to eat fruit, and shit. It's crazy. These people are making like six gazillion dollars just to like wear a bikini and sit on a cake. You know, it's fucking crazy. Um. I don't know. It's nuts. The world is, the world is, the world is a very peculiar place. And I think the internet 
Um, I think that the internet just like exacerbates like if that's the right word. I think that more people just have more access to other people's like nonsense now nowadays. So I think it's more or less like a lot of this stuff is, was already going on, but like before you like hire a stripper to sit on a cake and piss on a teddy bear like at a Ramada Inn, and now it's just like on the internet. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. I mean, the internet's crazy. There's a stat I heard this morning. Because um, SiriusXM always does like this week and whatever year countdown. And they were doing a countdown from this week in the year 2000. And they said at this point in time, 22 years ago, only like 38% of the people in America had access to the internet. Isn't that crazy? Seriously, isn't that crazy to think about? And now, now it's like everyone in the fucking world has access to it. But only 38% of people. And that wasn't fucking the internet you have access to today. It was like dial-up slow shit, you know? Um... Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But go go on YouTube and watch some of the funny clips. Just YouTube, like, the League bloopers. YouTube, the best of Rafi, the best of Taco, the best of the... Oh, I'm sorry, I almost burped, but I didn't. Uh, best of, like, the League in general. Or just go watch it. It's on... I'm sure it's on all the... Um, all the stupid streaming services. And I know all you little lullabies have your panties in a bunch about uh, Netflix adding commercials to their service and making you pay like a higher fee like what did you think they were going to do like all these streaming services are eliminating like the traditional cable and then once traditional cable is like on the back burner people don't want it anymore then of course they're going to put in ads and restrictions and other stuff like what do you think what do you think was going to happen they were just going to knock the competition out and then keep doing what they were doing yeah that's how it works yeah cds killed fucking vinyl and cassettes and everything and then streaming killed fucking CDs and then now something else will end up killing streaming you know what I mean um I don't know they'll probably put a chip in you and you can just like blink and a song you want to hear comes on or something the technology will technology will eventually get to that point where it's just like oh you want to hear a song just think about it for two seconds and it will play it in your brain for you while we're uh doing all kinds of other shit like technology's fucking crazy it really is um as we're as we head into this inevitable technocracy that they're going to force us all onto, all in the name of convenience and quote-unquote safety which is what they always fucking lie to you about so i don't know but technology's crazy but yeah the league the league is fucking great um you know it's saturday it's pouring down rain um i don't know just not to uh i'm drawing like a blank on what else i want to talk about about the league it is one of my favorite shows. Um, you know, I'll eventually do an episode on King of Queens and Seinfeld and The Simpsons and Conan and How I Met Your Mother and Boy Meets World and all this other fucking shit that I want to talk about. Um, there's just a lot of stuff, and there's so many more bands I want to do, and I really enjoy doing the music episodes. I know some some people think that me playing the music is just filler, but it's not. I want to introduce people to music, and uh, you know, sometimes I need a little assistance pumping the volume up turn that thing up to 10 get me a bud light and let's go look at the stars babe babe <laughs> um actually there's a if you there's a recent study not recent like probably 20 years ago that when you call a woman babe there's actually like a uh chemical reaction in their brain that occurs when you call them babe um same thing if you call them love there's actually like a chemical reaction that occurs in a woman's brain when you call them those names 
Um, so they're not just little pet names. They are something that causes something to happen within them. And the study didn't mention if there's any words that like women say to men that do the same thing. Probably not, I would imagine, just because I'm sure the study would have mentioned it. And I'm also sure that probably would have been part of the study. So whatever you call your lady, babe, it causes something to happen in her brain real quick. What that means, who knows? It might just mean hard nips or, you know, Johnny Tingle, but who knows? Didn't really specify. I don't, I don't think the, the scientific term was Johnny Tingle, um, but that might happen. Who knows? You know what I mean? So, yeah, but YouTube the league. Watch the league. It's funny. I am guarantee you'll like it. I am guarantee you'll love. And Rafi doesn't show up until season two because um, they cast him, but then FX was like, we don't have the budget. And so they, the creators told him, like, hey, if we get renewed for more seasons, like, you're in the show. And they did. They ended up getting renewed for, what, they want seven seasons, so they got six seasons out of them. Um, just funny shit like that. And uh, there's also an episode where Taco owns... Uh, the domain named DallasCowboys.com. So Jerry Jones buys it back off of them, and they, they get to go to like Dallas Cowboys training camp during that episode and everything. But yeah, it, it's it's a good show. It's funny. You'll like it. I guarantee. Just like teeth on a lobster, I guarantee you're gonna love that show. You're gonna love that show. You you're gonna love that show. Um, but yeah, but Natasha Leggero cameos in it. She's so fucking sexy and funny and hot. Um, she plays Andre's like a uh, improv teacher, and it's it's funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, Natasha Leggero is like super babe, super hot, in a non-traditional way. But she's very, very, very sexy. But yeah, but thanks for listening. I, you know, the episode's a little bit shorter than I thought it would be. I'm just like drawing a blank on other things I want to talk about. I guess that's the uh, one of the downsides toward just you know doing it off the top of my head. Uh, But thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. And as always, keep shaking those motherfucking knees. Uh, You can whistle in my ear. I won't tell anybody. And now it's time for another erotic poem. Whistle, cramp, long winter. Brisk apple, leotard stain, sock rope, muscular falcon, kangaroo bicep, whistle crab.